What's going on, divers? Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Come back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I am your host, Anthony Mullen. What is up? Uh, don't have an audience, so no response. To remember that one. Anyway, guys, we have a cool episode today. I actually have a fun album, and you know, I'm, I really don't want to. I'm going to be discussing the album, but really, what brought it to me was the memory. And the reason I was th- I came to this to think about this album today was something Chris said yesterday. Was it yesterday when we were recording? Uh, I don't know what we were recording. We were recording something else. And he goes, well, what are you going to do tomorrow for Vinyl Day? I'm like, well, I've been thinking. I was thinking about doing a hair metal album today. And he goes, oh, he goes, well, make sure there's something that you know. I'm like, I got it. I, I know what I can do. And I'm sitting up today. He's uh, on lunch today from work. I'm sitting there going, you know what? I think I could talk about that album, but someone I could talk about better. One that's one that has real meaning and real uh, story and emotion behind it. And it's got something really good to talk about, I feel. And it is a, one of my favorite albums. It was given to me from my grandmother's collection. I will say that I didn't get into it. I got into it as a musician a lot later than I'm proud to have said. I should have been into this in the get in the very beginning of the get-go. And unfortunately, it came to me in the middle of high school. So I'm late to the game there. But... It's my first ever review of a Beatles album. And the one I'm bringing today is Meet the Beatles. So it's really cool about this album and the reason I, all right, <laughs> that's actually habit. One, this album is really cool and I really love it, but that's actually not where I wanted to go. Where I wanted to go was that what's great about this album being given to me, that's the best way to say it, is that it came to be in the middle of high school. Well, I guess middle of ninth grade. So beginning of high school, middle of ninth grade, but by, but by this time, I had already become a fan of rock and roll and I was already a metal head and I was playing guitar and I didn't listen to the Beatles all throughout all throughout my musical journey. One of the first bands I ever uh, fell in love with was the beach boys. I guess I would say that's where my first, this is where my path to the Beatles begin to get to this album. Cause I'm back in I remember growing up as a kid, my grandparents on my father's side, they love the beach boys. Um, I'm listening to the Beach Boys since I was a kid, little kid baby. And as I hit middle school, I have, you know, I start to have music friends and I start to like rock and roll more and more heavier stuff and metal and 80s hair metal and Kiss and Led Zeppelin, or not Led Zeppelin yet, uh, 80s hair metal, Twisted Sister, Iron Your Maiden. But there's always one band that I always listened to also, and that was Beach Boys and always threw off all my friends. And they never understood it. And it became even worse when I became in like eighth grade, ninth grade, and I had friends that were like, you know, Beatles fans and they're blown away that I would never listened to the Beatles. I've never watched or listened or played or heard. I, th- I knew the song, Hey Jude and Imagine, but that was it. I couldn't tell you a Beatles fact besides, my phone is supposed to be on silent. I couldn't tell you a Beatles fact other than, 
I think John Lennon was or John uh, <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney was dead. I that's all I think I really knew about the Beatles or the Apple logo. You know, that was that's all I knew about the Beatles is you know maybe one or two of their songs. I, and I couldn't explain. I had no reason as to why I didn't like the Beatles. It wasn't that the music wasn't bad. It was just I hadn't heard it, and no one ever had me listen to them that I knew of, maybe. And so I remember one argument in science class in the end of eighth grade, beginning. Yeah, it's eighth grade. And the kid is arguing. We're arguing music. And the one and the kid is arguing that the Beatles are better. And I'm like, no, no, Beach Boys are better than the Beatles. No, Beatles are better than Beach Boys. He's going back and forth, back and forth. And the teacher walks over, and we both look at her, and we're like, hey, so who's better, Beatles or Beach Boys? And she looks at us, and she goes, guys, honestly, Led Zeppelin is who I say. <laughs> and and we agreed. So that kind of got me to think that, you know what, someone was about to argue me though so strongly that the Beatles are better. Well, they kind of got on my radar. I was, opening, I was open to wanting to listen to the Beatles. I just, at this point, didn't have a Beatles CD or a Beatles album or I didn't know a friend that would introduce me to them properly. And it kind of went on the back burner. And my music interests kind of developed more. In the middle of ninth grade, I got the movie Across the Universe. And that's how I first listened to the Beatles and all their hit on all their hits, I think it was once. And I loved their album. And I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. These singers are great. The songs are beautiful. I, well, I got to listen to the original now. I don't know where the, when it turned is that I then remember being at my grandmother's house. I've talked about her before about how she's got the record collection and this giant freaking cabinet that I thought was just like antique furniture. That was actually a full on record player. I remember she had a Beatles, I think. So I was like, grandma, do you have any Beatles albums? And so when I went over there, her house next, she pulled out it and we had uh, meet the Beatles. And from that moment there, I was a Beatles fan. I was, I laughed at how I didn't know who they were before. I mean, I can say now that thinking back, the only, the only Beach Boys album I love now is the Endless Summer, and their Christmas album. Like those are great, but yeah, I can go back and I can think of many Beatles albums that I love, many different songs I know, um, but this is the one that really just stuck to me. And I'll say it, it's funny that I fell into this album and this their music when I did also as a musician and not to pull more material or more material from Chris, but he pointed it out to me. It's funny that I like the Beatles, their, the early stuff more than their later stuff as a musician, because in high school, I loved the love sappy, the boyfriend, girlfriend, high school songs, and that kind of pop punk stuff. And that's also the Beatles that I was interested. In. That's what I like to listen to from them. It was about their, the girl that they're waiting for, or, you know, they're they're trying to find their high school sweetheart. That's stuff that interested me then. So this album was gift was found me at the perfect time that I felt like I that's when it was meant to. And I remember it's one of the first vinyls I had. I have it right here. Um, man, it's a little bit more older now and a little more beat up, but I listened to this album nonstop. Every day. It, it was uh, it was always it was the one of the albums I think I always had sitting in my record player. It it was very rare that I took it off the record player and so much so that when I took it off it, I would put it back, but it was off to the side. It was never put back into the back into the stack of albums I had. It was always right on top or in the record player, ready to go. 
I've listened to this back and front and back, not I mean endless a number of times. It's one of my favorite albums ever. And it's a great this is really it's really funny though, I think, to go back and see these musicians when they were first starting off, when all their songs really weren't sure about girls and you know, not what you think about when you think of the Beatles, because now when someone says the Beatles, what comes to my mind would be, you know, John Lennon, Let It Be, Imagine, George Harrison while my guitar gently weeps. Um, La Yellow Submarine, that's kind of what comes to my mind. Not this. And this is, it's just crazy to see where they're from. So I'm going to get right into it. Uh, first song off the track, I Want to Hold Your Hand. I mean, if you know my taste in music, you you know what I like. It's kind of that, but just in the 50s. You know, I just want to hold your hand. It's got the quit, the nice, all their songs really have the same, uh, the same formula. I don't want to say all their sound songs sound the same, but they kind of have that pattern. Kind of like, you know, uh, Green Day Dookie. A lot of the songs kind of sound the same. They all kind of sound that basic punk, but they all each stand out in their own mind and write. And a lot of these songs all do, but I Want to Hold Your Hands, one of my favorite songs. Uh, one of the songs I had learned back on guitar, back in high school. It's one of the songs that, you know, I remember playing it on my guitar and my grandma came in the room and was like, hey, look, I learned a song that you would know on guitar. And it was fun. I remember singing and I want to hold your hand. I think that one just reached out to me just because back in ninth and 10th grade, it's when I was really sappy. I still kind of sappy now, but growing up, I was very naive and just thought the world was so much nicer and just everything was going to work out type of a thing. And that weird, immature, young mindset. I want to hold your hand was kind of like that cliche, like girl, uh, guy looking out for the girl. And I guess it kind of gets it. And that's why they would be popular, you know? I think of the people that went crazy over the Beatlemania being my grandma and she's older. But when Beatlemania was hitting, my grandma was actually my grandma was a baby. But my that generation, they they're teenager girls and this is what spoke out to them. And I can kind of see the craze now of the Beatlemania kind of transform trans uh not transform, kind of in today's day. When I was in high school, Justin Bieber came out. And there's that, that flood and that wave of just girls just going crazy over the artist. So, you know, all their songs kind of tie to that. Like, you know, it just makes, you know, it's what it is. I don't know what kind of where to go from there, but say, I'm going to hold your hand. A great way to start off this album. It gives you a great impression of uh, when you get to early Beatles, I think this is a great summary of them. Uh, on the back of the album, their picture is all of them in their suits. And it just, it's what I think of when I hear this early 60s Beatles sound like 61, 62. It's just what I think of. I can't think of, I can't not think of this happy. They're up on stage at all proper. And it's where like the girls are on the stage sitting down, like kicking and screaming. Like they're not allowed to stand up and jump yet. Um, I saw her standing there. A sweet song. I really like the melody on it. Um, I, I actually sing this one for karaoke and I love the lyrics. The second, uh, the third song, one of my favorites, this one actually sticks out to me because it's not like the rest to me. The way it starts, the way the guitar is and their feeling, it just, it separates itself from this side of this album. And that's why I picked it. And it's really hard to pick this one over other, over another song, but, uh, the song is called this boy. 
Thinking about it, the one I think the reasons this song sticks out to me, other than just the fact that it's different, that when you put the album on, I want to hold your hand. I saw her standing here. There, they have this, they have that same sound, the same high energetic, fast paced, pop punky sound, um, bubble bubblegum pop, you may call it. And then this boy comes in. It's more bland, but it kind of sticks through and it just kind of sets. So that when like if you put this album on, by the time it gets to this one. It kind of makes you go, wait, hold on. Is this a different band? The song, it's greatly changed. It makes you notice it. And I think it kind of stands out in that way. And then if I look at the lyrics, and I love it. Uh, I, 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 at that time in my life, I related to that. I helped this romantic and that feeling of like, you know, the girl I liked. She didn't like me, but the guy she liked hurt her. But yet I'm right here. And that's, you know, John Lennon, he starts getting this, he has such soul and emotion as when he sings. I think that's one of the things I love this song so much because of that is that his lyrics, his, um, I don't know, not really a bridge, but kind of a bridge where it breaks off the, the basic chord progression of the song. I remember playing this one. Uh, I actually didn't know the song on guitar. I never learned it. I don't know why. Um, but I remember playing the song as a kid on the radio I used to actually have a microphone and a speaker that I'd plug it into, and I would just sing freaking karaoke over CDs or go over music in my back when I was a kid and teenager. And I love this song because when that got in, I could break into those freaking vocals, and he had this like yelping, like crying. And I just, I, I love, I love singing in that range, and you could just sing with that emotion when you sing the song. I've done this song karaoke, and I love it when it gets to that part because you just feel it's just, he's just crying out. And it just really just hooks you and you're like, ooh, it was worth it. And so I say if you listen through, if you find the beginning kind of <clears throat> blandish feeling by the time you get to that, it's so worth it because it's got such great potential for a vocal. And you just see John you see John Lennon just breaking out in his little moments. Uh rest of this uh, album or rest of the side, it's uh won't be long. I will say I love their version of it, but I prefer the across the universe version. I prefer that one. It's where the, uh, and the way that they, so in the across the universe, it's like a musical of the Beatles music and the way it's performed is with uh, a girl's singing. Yeah. Uh, the female vocal singing with her girlfriend, with her girlfriends, all as the backing vocals. And I, I don't know. I just, I think the way it is, the energy and kind of seeing it playing the movie. I like that one better. But you know, a great song alone, and I love listening to this song. Um, All My Loving is a great way to end off the side. It's a really, I'll say, side A, phenomenal front or beginning to end. The first play through, like, this is a great side to just throw on. Um, this is one that where you play it, you're like, you know what, I'll go play it again. Don't switch over to side B yet. Uh, nothing against side B, but I'll say that I feel like this is back in the era when. They put all the hits on one side. They really did. On the other side did some good hits, but side A, like this one, you listen to this twice, and then you listen to side B because it's a great front to finish. Uh, side B kicks off with Don't Bother Me. Little Child's Fun. It's got this f- cool little uh, rhythm to it. It's uh, different. It's not the bubblegum pop. It's kind of like the This Boy. Kind of is a little different, stands out. Um, 
Till There Was You, really good. Um, it's I didn't I didn't appreciate and like the song. I think till later and more recently, I kind of go through my phases uh, with music. I go through like a ska phase. I kind of go through a Kiss phase. I go through a Transparent Orchestra phase, and then I kind of will usually hit a Beatles stride and Beatles phase. I'll say the last Beatles phase I hit, that's where I really, I listened to this album again. And that's where I really started noticing that song again. I'll say, maybe in my own opinion, it was underappreciated because I don't hear more people talking about it as much as other songs on this album. But, good one. Uh, Hold Me Tight. Phenomenal. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I may have to go, I may have to go back and rack, rack in that. Side A is really good, but side B, yeah, rocking that. Side A, listen to twice and side B. When you listen to it, listen to that one twice also. Make up for that lost time. Uh, Hold Me Tight, really a great song. Uh, still still got that, you know, that uh, high school lovers feeling going with it. And then uh, one of my f- other favorite all-time songs of the Beatles is this one, I Want to Be Your Man. I want to be your I love this song because of everything that's in that. You hear this organ, you hear the little p the the keys on it. You can hear this like shake dance like there. It's this like rolling like dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Ringo on the on the drums. It's not the same pop punk. It's more of like a it's more of like a garage, more of a jam sound maybe. And they're just having fun. It was more of like oh. This is different. This is fun, but then I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm assuming it's George Harrison on the lead on the lead for the guitar for that one. He freaking uh, has his West Montgomery, bum 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 bum, where he's pl- plucking the octaves on the higher, dropping up and down. It's very West Montgomery, and as a jazz musician, as a jazz guitarist, I loved West Montgomery. So when I went back and listened to this in high school, I, that one really stuck out to me, and I, I love the um, very much this punkness in his voice when he's singing. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in this one where he, he has a wow. He'll like, wow. He kind of does. And you'll notice that is that throughout the early Beatles songs, that's one of my favorite things that they did vocally is they'd have this wow, like, you know, shout thing. And I loved it when they would do that. So much so that when I had my own ska band, I did a wow. And it was in like, because of the Beatles and because uh, um, Billy Joe Armstrong does it in Duke and uh, early Green Day. He does like a wow on one of his songs. So it's like, oh, I got to do that too. But the Beatles are the ones that did that first that I didn't at first notice and listen to. And I love that. It was kind of like a, you could see there that they were breaking away from the 50s. That was kind of like, all right, they have more of this attitude that they weren't playing just the typical cliche poppy songs now. They were kind of breaking off and kind of getting more rock and rolling. But they were still young. They weren't being experimental. They were still honing it in. But you could hear the guitar was different with the organ slide, with the plucks on the harmonics. And then even like that guitar, like the lick, like the bass was more of a, not distortion. Because like Black Sabbath that came out that like later than them, it st- still didn't have distortion, but yet was still distorted. But like they, 
maybe we're pushing more. They were trying to push more of a gain, and it was noticeable. And it was kind of like the heavy rock, I guess you could say, of this album. And guys, song after this is not a second time. And I'll tell you, this side's great, right, too. I don't know how I said that side A was better because really no side is better. Maybe it's just that when side A is done playing, you want to hear those songs again. And then you go to side B. Um, it's a great album. It's a 10. There's no way I have to even build or defend that for you guys. That's I'm just going to tell you it, it is a 10. Uh, start at 5 always to be neutral, but yeah, it's a 10. There's one thing on this I wanted to read off that I noticed. And I don't know if they did it on purpose or if it was meant for this, but this is what I got from it. It says uh, it's a whole on the very back of the uh, on the very back of the record like a whole like write up about who the who the Beatles are, where they're from and all that. But then there's this little description also, and from it it says, uh, that's John doing the lead vocals in It Won't Be Long and All I've Got to Do. And the double track solo in Not a Second Time. Paul does a lead vocal in All My Lovin' and Hold Me Tight. And the solo in Till There Was You. Ringo is soloist in I Want to Be Your Man. And George in Don't Bother Me, double tracked. And it just makes me think, because this was before, this was before internet and before, I guess... Yeah, internet, or so where you could just easily grab knowledge. Basically, when you're a new band, is they had to tell you this is because this album actually was the one coming to America. This was Meet the Beatles, so this was the um, this was the American edition. So people in England already knew who the Beatles were. I think America's new kind of they heard of them. They kind of started to get the Be- the Beatle mania, but this was also the if you didn't know who they were, this is how you could tell who's singing, who's doing solos. Because there was no YouTube. There was no internet. You could just Google, hey, who is this? Or, you know, it was still back in the 50s and 60s. Like, it was hard for information to become accessible, even then, to an extent. And this was kind of like their easy propaganda. This is how you tell and share who does what and kind of your promo for each other. And I wish bands did that nowadays. That kind of would give it like a nice little feel. I wish that'd be kind of cool if they did that now. Um you know, this is a great album. Ten out of ten. Beatles are phenomenal. Uh, they're they're, you know, they're one of those bands that evolves. So when I say I'm listening to the Beatles, it depends. I don't just throw a mix of the Beatles. It's what when do I want to listen to the Beatles? Or if if anything, what album? It's kind of like how I feel about Rush. Beatles are very album based. Like, do I want early Beatles, like Meet the Beatles, or do I want the White Album? Do I want Yellow Submarine? I'll say Meet the Beatles is one of my top five favorite albums. Uh, the cover is one of the most iconic. And I love the images. Images It's just the faces of them uh, with of uh, John. It's just the faces of them tinted blue. And it's just simple. It's, it's just enough to be like, ooh, it's perfect for a wall picture. You know, I may want to, I want to frame mine. I probably will frame mine. But anyway, guys, thank you for coming back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. It was real fun being here. This is a great album. I have to do more Beatles albums. I think I want to grab my friend Josh on to talk some more Beatles. He's got a great mass knowledge and fun to talk Beatles. He's one of my friends that really got me into them more than Will. But thank you for jumping around. See you next week. If uh, you want some more BICBP for you after me head over to the network at bicbp-radio.com check out other podcasts